As we read the gospel records, we read eyewitness accounts of the life and ministry of the Lord Jesus. In a sense, the gospels are just the beginning of Christ's work. The adventure continues in the book of Acts. In this study with Scott Pauley, we consider the continuing work of Christ through the Holy Spirit, who works through the apostles and the New Testament church. Now, let's get in on the adventure. Everybody obeys somebody. And maybe you say, well, I have nobody that tells me what to do. All right, then you're just obeying the sinful impulses of your own heart. But everyone is obedient to someone. And in the end, we really either live to please God or to please men. That's the whole thing. It's either a manward life or it's a Godward life, but you have to choose one because you can't live both ways. I said to my son recently, son, you've got no one uh, to impress, no one to impress, but you have one person to please, and that's the Lord Jesus Christ. It's a reminder, frankly, that I need every day. It's a reminder that you need every day. And it is best summed up in the statement of the apostles in Acts chapter number 5, we ought to obey God rather than men. And now, in the last study, we saw God open prison doors. Sounds to me like that's who you ought to obey. Somebody that's all-present, all-powerful, all-wise, all-holy, all-worthy, certainly should be obeyed. And so we pick up the story in Acts chapter number 5, beginning in verse number 21. The Bible says, When they heard that, they entered into the temple early in the morning and taught. But the high priest came, and they that were with him, and called the council together, and all the senate of the children of Israel, and sent to the prison to have them brought. But when the officers came and found them not in the prison, they returned and told, saying, The prison truly found we shut with all safety, and the keepers standing without before the doors. But when we had opened, we found no man within. Now when the high priest and the captain of the temple and the chief priest heard these things, they doubted of them whereunto this would grow. Then came one and told them, saying, Behold, the men whom you put in prison are standing in the temple and teaching the people. Oh, I love the divine humor, the beautiful irony. Uh, they're, they're searching for them in the prison. Instead, they're standing in the temple teaching. Verse 26, then went the captain with the officers and brought them without violence, for they feared the people, lest they should have been stoned. And when they had brought them, they set them before the council. And the high priest asked them, saying, Did not we straightly command you that ye should not teach in this name? And behold, ye have filled Jerusalem with your doctrine and intend to bring this man's blood upon us. Several interesting things, really, in verse 28. Notice the one thing they didn't want them to use was the name of Jesus. You know, you can use any religious leader's name. Uh, you can use uh, any denominational name you want, but people don't want you to know and speak Jesus' name. Why is that? Because it's the only name by which men are saved. It's the name of the, the Son of God and the Savior of men. Uh, he said, as a criticism, it really was a compliment, that they had filled Jerusalem with their doctrine. Dear Lord, help us to fill our cities with the doctrine of Jesus Christ. And he said to them, you intend to bring this man's blood upon us. Actually, they had already done that themselves. Remember, they had crucified him. And so we come to Peter's answer in verse 29. Then Peter and the other apostles answered and said, we ought to obey God rather than men. He goes on to say, the God of our fathers raised up Jesus, whom ye slew and hanged on a tree. 
Him hath God exalted with his right hand to be a prince and a savior, for to give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins. And we are his witnesses of these things. And so is also the Holy Ghost, whom God hath given to them that obey him. You see how he begins and he ends his statement with obedience. The first words out of his mouth, we ought to obey God. And the last words, the Holy Ghost, whom God hath given to them that obey him. You see, this statement, we ought to obey God rather than men, is not a statement of rebellion. I've heard it used that way. Uh, Nobody's going to tell me what to do. No, no. This is a statement of obedience. It's not simply about saying no to men. It's about saying yes to God. See, when you learn to say yes to the Lord, that takes care of everything else. When God is in his rightful place, then you know who you are and you know uh, who is on the Lord's side and who is not. And, and it relieves you. It releases you from fear and from uh, this, this terrible paralysis of worrying about what everybody thinks and what everybody's going to say, what others are going to do. Remember, the Bible says, the fear of man bringeth a snare. Would you like to be free today? You know, we talked about the Lord opening prison doors, but there are a lot of people who are in prison of their own making, the prison of fear. They're not circumstantially bound in a prison, but they're still all bound up. Uh, they, they have no liberty in their life. They have no freedom to really speak for Christ as they should because they're so concerned and consumed with what everybody else is going to say. And when Peter opens his mouth to speak, He speaks with such courage and boldness and plainness because his eyes are not on the people. His eyes are on the Lord. You know, these are are government officials. These are people in charge. These are uh, folks that have power, it would seem, and yet he is living in submission to a greater power. He's not looking at who is against him. He's looking at who is above him. Remember, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. May the Holy Spirit stamp this truth on your soul today. We, me, you, we ought to obey God rather than men. Now, why should we? Well, let me give you three reasons, and they're all given here in Peter's statement. First of all, we ought to obey God rather than men because this is the Father's plan. He said, uh, the God of our fathers raised up Jesus. So this was God's plan. The Father foreordained this. We're just pleasing the Father. That's what Jesus said he came to do, to do the will of him that sent him. So that's what we're to do. We are obeying God because this is the Father's plan. Number two, we ought to obey God rather than men because this is why Christ died. The Bible says, Whom ye slew and hanged on a tree, him hath God exalted with his right hand to be a prince and a savior, for to give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins. May I tell you, we ought to obey God rather than men live for Christ and preach the gospel, take our stand and do what is right because Jesus Christ is truly uh, the risen Son of God. He died to save men from their sins. He rose to give eternal life, and he rules today. Christ is who he said he is. So we ought to obey God because it's the Father's plan, and it's why Christ died. We also ought to obey God rather than men because this is what the Holy Spirit was given for. Do you see all three members of the Godhead here? I love this. You have God the Father, you have God the Son, and then you have God the Holy Spirit, verse 32, and we are his witnesses of these things, and so is also the Holy Ghost 
whom God hath given to them that obey him. Do you know the Holy Spirit was not given for you to feel better? The Holy Spirit was not given for you to have some ecstatic experience or simply live with a certain emotion. The Holy Spirit was given to enable you to obey. The Holy Spirit was given to give you wisdom to know what to say and the courage to say it. One of the marks of Holy Spirit fullness throughout the book of Acts is holy boldness. And so, may I say to you, if you're going to live today and obey God rather than men, you've got to remember what the Father wants. You've got to keep your eyes on the Lord Jesus Christ, and you have to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And this is wonderful. When God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit are ruling and overruling in your life, you won't fear men. You won't worry about what people say or what others will think. You'll live your life by this truth. We ought to obey God rather than men. May the Lord help that to be a reality in all of our lives today. The same is true today as it was then. The Lord is at work in this world through His Holy Spirit, drawing people to Himself. What a privilege as God's children to be a part of what God is doing in this world today. If you'll visit enjoyingthejourney.org, you will find many resources that will equip you as you walk with the Lord. You will find previous podcast series and episodes, full-length Bible messages, and a topical search engine that will aid you in studying Bible subjects. If this podcast is a blessing to you, we hope you will share it with a friend. Be sure to join us on the next episode of this continuing adventure through the book of Acts. Acts.